Welcome to another edition of the Gold Nose Podcast. I am your host, Gregory McCoy. This podcast is by a fan for fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not a insider. I do not work for a website. The majority of my content comes from me, in my opinion. Other information comes from the internet. No segments for this episode, just more Florida State football stuff. Um, we... The the coaching staff has rebuilt the receiving core, okay? They've rebuilt the offensive line. Um, you, you got a linebacker from Central Florida. And those are all great moves. But I think the most important move, in my opinion, is moving uh, Darius Washington to either guard or center. Obviously, you're not going to move him to center because you got the kid Lyles from Wisconsin at center. But I, I really think, and I've said this on the last couple of uh, episodes, I think that is the most pivotal move of the offseason is moving Darius Washington to the interior. You have, what, 17 linemen on the roster right now? If you can't find two capable tackles out of the other remaining, because in my in my vision for this team is Gibbons, Lyles, and Washington as your interior linemen. In particular, Gibbons and Washington at the guards, Lyles at center, and I'm not really impressed with Robert Scott. So I would say his position is up for grabs at left tackle. Um, and I, I think you got to give Lloyd Willis a long look. I think, you know, next year will be his fourth year on campus. You you got to give him a long look. Rod Orr has to get a long look. I think Julian Armella is going to get a long look. I think those are the and, – and Robert Scott is going to be right there too. I think those are the four players that you're going to have to figure out, okay, which two out of those four are going to be my starting tackles. And I, that's the most pivotal move on this team. I mean, you can go get, you know, eight-foot-tall receivers. You can go get – Jack Rabbit fast receivers. You can go get the most agile guys in the world, but if you cannot block, if you cannot pass block, it doesn't mean anything. Okay, and I've I've I hate to keep repeating myself, but you know, you you see this fan base get excited about getting the receiver or getting the offensive player, and I'm I'm like, that's great, but that offensive player, the skill position player, is not going to be able to showcase his talents if the quarterback doesn't have time to throw the ball. The running back isn't going to get a chance to showcase his talents if the offensive line can't move people. And it's really that simple. Um, I watched the um, Alex Atkins press conference. Um was it yesterday? Yeah. And I was impressed. I mean, very smart guy. Um, 
you know, I, I don't know what his influence is going to be on the offense. Um, He said in the interview that Nor- Mike Norvell will call plays. So I just, I mean, I, I don't know what his role is going to be exactly. I mean, I mean, we'll see. Uh, but, uh, Offensive line, defensive line. That's that's where I don't care about nothing else. Like I said previously, the emergence of Kalen DeLoach, to me, in my opinion, can be attributed to great defensive line play. Okay? When, when the defensive line can rush the quarterback and he throws an errant pass, and the linebacker is in a great position to make a big hit, cause a turnover, get a pick, you know, make a tackle for a loss. That's usually how that works. So it's, it's no surprise to me that, hey, you get two very good defensive ends, Jermaine Johnson, Kier Thomas, they play lights out. Everything else in the back seven improves. That's That's how football works. It's it's a simple game. Okay? You know, everything in football, to me, depends on the lines of scrimmage. And, yeah, you have to have talented guys at every position. But you look at at the two teams that's in the national championship, Alabama and Georgia— they play great on the offensive line. They play great on the defensive line. And then they fill in the gaps with with the back seven or running backs, receivers, tight ends. That's how it works. So um, that's where Florida State has to aspire to be. Um, but... I just think going forward, I I don't see Florida State winning national championships. I think the best that you're going to get is competing for ACC championships, um, 10-2, 11-2, something like that. I think that's the best that we're going to get right now. Every so often we'll flirt with undefeated, but I I just think this thing has got so big in terms of money and players getting paid now. It's going to be real hard for Florida State to compete with that because, you know, they have to basically go on campaigns to get money. There's no, um, you know, big money billionaire guy sitting off to the side writing checks like at Oklahoma State or Oregon or now Miami. Um, You know, we don't have that type money. I mean, thank God for the transfer portal. I think I think Florida State can be can you can you can definitely be competitive now as a power five program because of the, the of the transfer portal. That's that's what has literally uh kept us afloat the last couple of years is the transfer portal. I mean, you know, if we didn't get if we didn't get Jordan Travis through the portal, where would we be right now? I mean, we be we be further down than what we are. So, and that's a Willie Taggart guy. 
So you got to give Willie Taggart some credit for being able to see the potential in Jordan Travis. Now, ultimately, he didn't put him on the field, you know, which might have cost him his job. Because, I mean, you, you put too much into James Blackman, but that's, I I, I, I digress. Um, I don't, I, like I said, I just think the Darius Washington move to either left guard or right guard is so pivotal. And then you have to develop backups. Like you, you Gibbons has shown us that he's not going to stay healthy for 12 games. Okay, he he's not durable. I mean, he played, but he didn't play to his ability if he was healthy. And, you know, some games he shouldn't have been out there because he was injured. So I think, you know, you got to find some quality backups out of all these linemen that you got. Um, You know, hopefully... Hopefully we can get the defensive line, defensive end, excuse me, from uh, Albany, Albany State. I don't know the name of the school he goes to now. I don't know if he's made a a decision yet, but hopefully we can get him, man. And um, hopefully some of the defensive ends on our roster, McClendon, Fuller, you know, Peyton, those guys can develop and be something special. I mean, it's going to be a tremendous ask to follow in the footsteps of Jermaine Johnson. It's, it's, that's going to be a tremendous ask for anybody. Um, but we'll see. And by the way, Jermaine Johnson getting no first-round love, man, which is crazy. You're, 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 you're telling me that the, the dude Hutchinson from Michigan is more talented than Jermaine Johnson? I don't think so. You sleeping on Jermaine Johnson. I hope. I hope my 49ers get him because you put him with uh, Nick Bosa. I think you're going to have something special. So I hope he slipped to the, the second or third round and my boys can pick him up. But I, I think if he show out in the senior bowl and he goes and, and he runs good at the combine, do good on the bench, he's going to elevate himself. He's too prototypical, 6'5", 265, strong as an ox, you know, made plays. I mean, it, it's going to be hard for him. I, I, I just see him going to the combine and, and, and having a good combine and having a good senior bowl, and that's going to elevate his stock. Uh, you know, some of the other guys that are going pro, I don't know. Kier Thomas, I don't know what I mean. He's undersized for a defensive end. Um, maybe he can play three four. I don't know. Uh, uh, Deshaun Corbin. It just depends on where he goes. You know, if he goes somewhere like the Rams, you know, with a good offensive innovator, I, I think he could be something special in in the league in a couple years. If he comes to San Francisco. We could use him in San Francisco. I mean, Shanahan is a master at just getting these running backs that nobody's ever heard of and making them look special. So, you know, it just depends on where he goes. Um, what else? Um, you know, I like the receiver that they picked up from from Illinois. 
I forget his name. He's a former quarterback turned receiver, 6'4", big guy. So you got a combination of small guys, big guys, and you can just do a lot of different stuff within the offense. So um, I love the linebacker from UCF. Um, Excuse me for not knowing their names. I watched some tape on him. He's a playmaker. I mean, he he instantly becomes the best linebacker on the roster, in my opinion. Instant starter. <laughs> so, I mean, instant starter. So I, I don't know, you know, the writing's on the wall for them other guys. I don't know whose spot he's going to take, but I really feel like, you know, this guy's going to be really special. Um, He's got two years of eligibility left. And I can't wait. Um, Then you got to factor in Omar Graham. He can run. He can tackle. So I'm not going to say linebacker is a position of strength now, but it's improving. Um, Secondary is going to be good. I can't wait to see what kind of year Akeem Dent has. I think he's going to elevate. I think, you know, if if he can get in that Jermaine Johnson mindset, and take his game to another level, he could potentially be a second rounder. Because you've seen flashes of it this year. You've seen flashes of it his whole career. Um, he's just been inconsistent. So if he can put it together for 12 games, there's no doubt in my mind he could he could elevate his draft stock. Um, I don't know. On the D-line, I want to see what Briggs is going to do coming off that injury. I don't know if they move him to defensive end. Um, We'll see. You know, but I just don't want to regress defensively. You know, we were special on defense sporadically throughout this past season. And, you know, you want to improve. You don't want to go back to what we used to be. So, um, hopefully... We can continue to improve as a team, and we'll just go from there. I think improving as a team is a must, and I think we're definitely trending in that direction. So um, hopefully, you know, we can win eight, nine, ten games this season coming up and look good doing it. Um, So thank you for listening. Go Knows. I appreciate the support. Um, Thank you for the the love on YouTube really appreciate it and um take care of yourself be safe go nose